Welcome to Dr. Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Dragon Rider and Major Death. So, we got a really jam-packed oh, What's that? Oh man, we got yeah, a new to talk about. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I was like, what? we got a jam-packed... We got, don't have a lot of time, got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's go, 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 go. Last week's poll question, go. Yes, after having mostly horde-focused expansion with Forged and the Barons, we wanted to know how excited are you for an alliance-focused expansion? We had 29 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. 41.4 of you, 41.4% of you said you are excited about a Alliance focused expansion 24.1 so you're very excited so that's like 65.5% of my high school math is correct that is good that's that's like almost two thirds indifferent 20.7% not excited 13.8 well I guess you'll just have to deal with it because we're going to Stormwind everybody Love Stormwind. Gonna go hang out in the stockades, you know, have a good time. <laughs> all right, so let's get through the news, and then we can do the best thing of all, which is talk about new cards. So, United in Stormwinds will be the next Hearthstone expansion. Launch date is August 3rd. New keyword is tradable. Can be played like normal, or for the low cost of one mana, Swapped with a different card in your deck. Quest lines. Okay. I was just talking about this for just a minute. Just okay. a minute. This is this is the new keyword. This I know. Is, this is like the build around for the set, and I have to say, I think it is awesome. I know there is a magic term for this cycling. I think that yeah. that is in in magic. It, this is like that. It is. It's not something we've ever seen before in Hearthstone. I think that it opens up a lot of flexibility and a lot of interesting things you can do. Um, I think it's going to be very popular right out of the gate. And then the question will be, how good does that end up being down the road? So I, I'm excited about this. What do you guys think? Is is this, do, were you expecting tradable? And if uh, or not, what do you think of this as a as a new keyword? Dragon Rider, tell us. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I I like it. I think it's a really cool concept. Um, I don't know why I can't remember the name of it. What the one mana that pretty much only got played when it was from uh, first day of school that put the lowest cost thing back in your deck and drew you something else. Uh, uh, safety safety inspector. inspector. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I I don't know. I played Paladin. And I'm still like I don't know. It's the thing that swapped something. But I feel like that is kind of the only thing we've really seen in terms of a similar-ish mechanic but not in the same way because like this you just pay a mana to be like nah let's let's redo this card and put it back get something else i think it's really cool and just the the like trading and we'll get to it and you know with with the profession stuff but i loved professions in wow so like the auction house trading type stuff just the theme of it all i'm super excited because those were always some of my favorite things to do in wow um 
I wasn't really big into like raiding and that kind of stuff. So I'm really cool. Like, it's really cool that they did this. And I'm really glad that we get to see some effects like this. I do agree with you, though, Mage. I think people will probably play this a lot at the beginning. And then it's just a matter of like, how which are, which are the really good tradable cards that we actually do yeah. want to play the, the in our deck exactly yeah I, think, yeah. I, I really hope this ends up being as good as discover is i feel like discover was just a huge step forward in hearthstone yes maybe it's gotten a bit of a rap, bad rap lately because it feels like it's everywhere but i think just seeing discover for that first time in League of Explorers and then having it come back and be more of an evergreen keyword. I feel like this is on that level of a keyword. And I'm excited about the fact that this, that this could be like, like discover insofar as hopefully it is as good as it feels like it's going to be. And, and it ends up being something we see going forward. Cause I just, I just love how it, it suddenly just kind of transforms like a thought process on whether you're playing more situational cards, how you play them. It gives you more options when it's in your hand, what you decide to do with them, that sort of thing. I, I just, I really like it. I think it's super interesting just in the fact that it's a card that essentially is never a dead draw. Like you can get rid of it and you can draw a different card. It costs you one mana to do so, but like, I think they said they started out putting it at zero mana. I'm like, yeah, no, that's that. What is what have we learned? Zero <laughs> mana thing, good. <laughs> so a little too good. So. Yeah, yeah, too a, good. A, a little just teensy, teensy bit too good. So um, it feels like this will be something that um, looking at different cards, and we'll have to see what more tradable cards. Just a glimpse at it. It's just it feels good for like maybe like a tech inclusion. Just because you'd be like, I don't always need X, but X is floating around the meta. So if I have this card, I can I can play it, or I can just get rid of it and draw something else. And voila, it doesn't feel like I drew, um, you know, my silence right when when I didn't need to silence something. Like I get to at least get another shot on it. So. It feels, it, I think it feels pretty good in my opinion. So, um, then we have quest lines. All 10 classes will receive the latest version of quest. Quest lines are legendary spells that start in your hand and have three tiers of progression. Get a reward after you complete each step of the quest line, culminating in a powerful legendary minion. So... You you remember you remember quest from Ungoro or was it Ungoro? Yeah, it was Ungoro, right? Ungoro was the yes, first. Yes, that was the first, first iteration quest. of quest. And then uh, Saviors of Old Doom. Shadows of Saviors. Yeah, Saviors, Saviors of Old Doom. Um, where you had to complete one specific thing, and then you got a reward. Um, and last time it was a hero power reward. This time, it's three tiers. You you complete a tier or a leg of the quest. You get something. You complete second. Third one, you get a legendary minion that does something very powerful. And we'll talk about what we've seen so far um, in the legendary quest line. But, okay, I'm on board. Um, 
It seems, it seems, it, they seem at least interesting. They're doing something different with the quest. So I'm like, I'm like, yes, this seems cool. I can't wait to see what the rest of them look like. What do you guys think? I like, I like quests. I've liked both iterations of quests that we've had. Uh, definitely there have been some that have felt more powerful than others. Um, I imagine that's going to be the case this time as well. But it's it's interesting that it's like multi level multi level, so it feels like each of these steps be not quite as difficult as like the original quests, but not quite as easy easy finger quotes as as the uh, saviors of old doom quests kind of were. It felt like those were a lot easier to complete. Um, so I like this like maybe somewhere in the middle thing. I like the fact that it's giving you a, uh, a legendary minion that has this really powerful effect that can potentially help you win a game. These do feel like build around cards, like the last sets of quests, and so I, I'm, I'm interested in in seeing what the other ones look like and 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 seeing seeing what they feel like when we're actually playing playing games with them. Yeah, these are very interesting. Like, I don't know. I guess. It- to me, they seem almost like a new mix of quests as well as, um, oh my gosh, I just had her name too. What was the warlock? Oh, brain, why did you do this? Yes, Rin, I was like, I disciple. just had that. And then I start talking and then it's out the window. Yes, Rin, that was the one. It's like, it's like a crossover. But you also get to start the game with it because of the legendary, you know, the quest line effect. So you actually could have the chance to work on it and not just rely on drawing it from the deck, which is nice. And yeah, I I feel like, like Mage said, this feels like a good kind of in-between. And I hope that these are pretty good. They do require some deck building, you know, or you know, potential... Uh, sketchy situations i'm thinking of the warlock one i don't know (laughs) we'll get to that but that's how i see it so like i like that they kind of make you sacrifice something for that reward because it is so powerful but i don't know again just these seem really cool it really fits the theme right that you're going to the city of stormwind you're gonna see these auction house and profession stuff you're gonna see these quests or or whatever else is going on in the city and it's like ah this is so exciting so i'm excited for these and to see how popular these end up being and to me the quest lines really feel like wow because it's like you wouldn't get just like one quest you'd be like okay gotta go get this quest complete it go this quest complete it and then i fight the big bad at the end of the quest or i you know i do whatever that i've been building up to i you know i track down this person and like or you know whatever it may be, so I feel it's very, very faithful to its source material. As long as they don't include any escort ones, because nobody likes escort <laughs> quests. Okay, then we're good. All right, so please, I hope we don't see an yeah. escort quest. But <laughs> yeah. you've seen some of the uh, the innkeepers' moves as well as some of the AI uh, opponents do some questionable things. So. My feeling is, is they're not going to walk the way we need them to walk to go back to town. And then we'll end up somewhere we're not supposed to. Be. There's already enough scorpids going around. All right. We don't need to be walking through trying to follow this NPC that's just wandering aimlessly and in weird 
patterns. No. No. Yeah. Oh, you guys didn't enjoy the escort quest? Come on. Come on. No. No, <laughs> no one does. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, so next we have mounts and professions. Excuse me. Spells that add a buff to an existing minion, and when the minion dies, the mount will remain on the board. Um, Think of, uh, what was it? The Spike Ridge Steed. Spike Ridge Steed, there we go. Yep. Yep. The original bane of everyone's existence when playing Paladin way back when, because that was such a good card. And this is is, the ones we've seen. There are like that, and and they're going to. There's going to be a few more that we haven't seen yet. So yep, uh, so that's pretty cool. And then profession tools are weapons that have special effects instead of attack values. Gather the crafting reagents to gain some awesome effects. Somebody, guys, how do you feel about the? I know Dragon Rider, you must be ecstatic about this part because it's literally simulating crafting right so this is this is what you've been asking for i remember we had like an episode where we we're talking about what we would want to see here you go here is crafting in hearthstone how do, how does that feel to finally get what you want i mean i okay i'm gonna preface this with this isn't quite what i had in mind okay um <laughs> no <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm I'm a little sad. I don't know if I like these very much, but I'm willing to give them a try and see how they turn out. I don't know yet. Um, but I don't know. I I guess in terms of actually like the crafting and profession stuff, I imagine something more like a Cthulhu style thing or even like a Rin where like you literally have to put the crafting stuff in your deck and search for it and gather them or, or something like that. But this is a very interesting take. And I don't think we've seen uh, weapons for a lot of classes in a while. So they're kind of bringing that back. So I'm interested to see how it goes and how many classes, if every class gets one of these, which I, I almost feel like they might, but I'm curious on that. So I don't know, kind of hesitant, but, I see. I see it as them kind of splitting mounts and professions. Like I feel like they'll they'll probably go fifty fifty, but I could be wrong on that. Um, all right, mate. And mage, do you have any input on this? It, it, Not the biggest fan of zero attack weapons, but these do have the ones that we've seen so far do have some interesting effects, and so it's going to be really interesting to see if they're like. With classes that actually use weapons already, it's going to be interesting to see the push-pull between is the profession tool good enough to want to run it in place of the potential of blocking out an actual legitimate weapon that you'd want to use. That I don't know yet. It's obviously going to depend on what what's available, which classes get and whatnot, but... For classes that don't typically have a weapon, we saw Warlock uh, is is one that we've seen so far. I think it's really interesting and really kind of cool that that they now have something that they can use in that weapon slot that potentially can uh, that can potentially be useful for them. And, and it's not just the I'm going to get to attack face with something. So that I feel like that might also be their weapon might be good for. Uh... 
Zulok too. So, um, yep. so we have two bundles available. We have a standard bundle, uh, which has sixty United Stormwinds packs, two random United Stormwind legendaries, Lady Katara Katarna, uh, Prestar Cardback. Excuse me, weird names. I I'm not the best at pronouncing. So, um, Katrana. Katrana. That's I think it's Katrana. Yes, I. That probably sounds right. And I would <laughs> immediately mispronounce it in this next sentence. Uh, the, we have the Mega Bundle, which is 80 United in Storm card packs, five Golden United in Storm card packs, two random United Star, uh, Stormwind Golden Legendaries, Lady Katrana Prestor Mage Hero Skin, Lady Katrana Prestor card back, Battleground Perk. Venari alternate background bartender. Yes. And <laughs> Frightmaster Dungar is a free legendary now available just by logging in. Yes, I pronounced all that horribly. <laughs> go ahead and go. If you want to complain about it, go to our Discord and just at me and uh, yeah, we can discuss. Ro roast staring outline in the, in, the in the Discord. Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk. There was a ton of Battlegrounds things that they talked about, including cosmetics that are coming uh, near the end of July, right before the expansion, as well as it sounds like afterwards and beyond. Um, there's, but I love that they're giving us two legendaries with the with the guaranteed legendaries with the bundles again. That, that's you know we saw that with Forge of the Barons, and it just feels like it it, it helps. Just in case you end up on the bad end of the pity time, uh, pity timers with your regards to your pack opening, it's just that one more legendary. Then you know you're getting at least one in the first ten packs, and so a sixty bundle. If you get it, if you get the sixty bundle, you're guaranteed to get four legendaries from the set at least, and you're probably, you know, probably going to get a fifth one in there too. But at the very least, you're getting you're getting four. Because of the two in the sixty packs, and then the two uh, guaranteed legendaries. So I love that they're doing this, and uh, uh, yeah, the prices is the, are the same as last time too. I think it's uh, it's it fifty and eighty, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah, I believe that. U.S. Just, yeah, it's the same prices so. as as always, yeah. or as as it has been the last bunch of times, and. I'm excited because I have about 15,000 gold right now. So like I can buy another hundred packs and probably be pretty satisfied after I get the, uh, the mega bundle. So, which is great. Cause like last time I bought about a hundred packs and I'd still had 3000 gold kicking around. So now it's like, I'm going to have like another 5,000 gold kicking around that number's going to keep going up. And like, if I need to spend more gold, I have the option to, so like, uh, not to talk to go too far off topic, but I feel like the battleground or the rewards rework has been pretty positive for me at, as a whole because had a lot more gold than I have in the past. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Um, this is the first expansion, or the I mean, honestly, even the first set ever. I've played since beta. This is the first set I've gotten all of the cards. And I contribute a lot of that to actually getting increased rewards from like the rewards track, um, extra gold stuff to buy packs to kind of fill that in. 
Um, in addition to like what Mage was talking about with they're kind of giving us more legendaries and things like that, which helps. And that reminds me, they have not. They said before, right? There's going to be one or two diamond cards. Oh, yes. And yeah. We haven't heard anything about that, which probably means that they are legendaries that we haven't seen yet. So yes. I'm looking forward to seeing what else is going to be. Also, I do, be- I do believe that it, I heard somewhere that uh, the priest legendary that we will talk about today is actually one of the diamond cards. Oh, nice. Was that and confirmed it, it, or is it like? Just the I, I think I think it was in a in an interview uh, with okay. one of the devs. I, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, diamond yeah. cards and yeah, like Mage mentioned, all, I'm so freaking excited for all of the battleground cosmetics and stuff and new yes. bartenders. New oh bartenders. Yeah, so we excited, get but we get one for free, and then we get Tiki. We can purchase Tiki. Bartender Ragnaros. Ragnaros. <laughs> oh, I don't play so Battlegrounds, but I want the Ragnaros <laughs> bartender. That is I, so uh, awesome. I play Battlegrounds, oh, so, so I will I will be getting him when the time comes. Yes. But I just didn't want to, you know, throw it in the plug. Like we, we talk about standard, so obviously there was a lot of battleground stuff, but if anybody is curious to hear what I had to say, I did do uh, a Stormwind and like a patch and Battlegrounds videos each on my YouTube. So if you want to hear more on that, check that out because we yes. talk about standard. Go go check it out though. Seriously, I want you to go listen right now after you get done with this podcast. Well, yeah, yeah. Finish this. I was gonna say yeah. you could let them finish the yeah, podcast exactly. here before telling them to go <laughs> put, listen. Put it on your stuff. watch later YouTube list. Exactly. You, back, so you don't forget. Go check it out when you're done listening. All right, so. Liv Breeden and Cora, I don't know how to pronounce Cora's last name. Georgiou. Georgiou. Okay, discuss United in Storm Surge with PC Gamers. Sorry, Cora, I apologize. Tradable. Tradable cards fit the fantasy of a bustling city with many people to haggle with, even though technically we can only exchange goods within our own deck. Tradable actually started at zero mana for balance purposes, but that would be... Uh, proved to be really good. One mana cost adds a little more weight to the decisions. I mean, yeah, that seems that seems very very uh uh, very good foresight for them to do that. So, quest lines, quest line cards start in your opening hand once the game begins, just like all the previous quests. They are meant to be something you build your deck around, taking a good while to complete for a game-changing outcome. Questlines have three steps, ensures players can at least earn small boosts to help them along the way, which is really, it's really nice, right? Because like quests, like the quest in the past, you were just doing something. Um, either you were drawing cards, you were casting spells, you were bouncing minions you know there was a whole bunch of different things you could have been doing to further your quest but now every time you get a step closer you get something that might help you in your current predicament as your quest because you're focusing on that and maybe not your end goal you know which i guess could be the you know the quest completion but still you know what i'm saying so like Getting something in between to help you like bridge that gap seems think I just on the outlier and without knowing what else is in the set, 
makes it seem like it'll be a lot more viable. Mount cards. All of the mount cards operate in a similar way. First providing a spell buff to any minion of choice and upon its death spawning a separate mount minion with the matching stats and the ability to the of that initial effect. Warlock and Paladin will also get their own mount effects, which is the most which is most thematically fitting. So uh, very interesting. And profession tools. Uh, profession tools are all weapons with zero attack value instead of using up one point of durability each instead using up to one point of durability each time their effect goes off. So I think Sword of Justice, if you want to think of something like that. Okay, and then a few more things and then we're going to go and talk about the new card. So Fire Festival returns July 6th. The Fire Festival lasts for three weeks for July 6th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time to July 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. There will be seven legendary Fire Festival quests in addition to your normal daily quests. Complete one legendary quest to unlock the next one. The first six quests will each reward you with a Year of the Phoenix pack, and the last one will grant you a Druid of the Flame Malfurion Hero Skin. That hero skin is awesome. Yes, it is it. so awesome looking. Very <clears throat> cool. Eternal Flame Bundle uh, available in the stores that includes three fire-inspired hero, hero portraits. Flame Walker Rexer, Rexar, excuse me, Righteous Inferno Uther, and Ragnaros Shaman portraits, along with a Ragnaros card back for 20 USD. The bundle will be available until July 20th. A new Ragnaros Fire Festival Tavern Brawl, as well as an update to Burn Down Brawl, will be available during the event. So cool to a new, uh, a new brawl event. So it's nice to get something new in that regard. I think this. I think Fire Festival is like one of the best in-game events that we have, and the fact that it it is it is kind of morphed and changed a little bit over time but it still feels like the most kind of exciting and spectacular and most kind of interesting of the in-game events that, that we have and so i am really excited that it's back i love that they're tying a hero portrait to the to the to the legendary quest i love the fact that we have this special slot for the legendary quests so you still get your three main daily quests along with the extra one so the change to how quests are set up now allows us to not lose a, a regular quest to be to to get that uh, legendary quest line, and uh, yeah, the the bundle is amazing too. The Ragnaros Shaman portrait is so cool. It's just why Blizzard? Why are you making so many things that I want so badly? Yeah, I know. You're getting way too efficient at making cool looking stuff. It's like oh. Yeah. It's great, but also our wallets hurt because <laughs> yes. we want it all. And I was gonna say, uh, yeah, I would, I would be much more interested if I didn't have to pre-order the set at this point in time. So, yeah, like, uh, it's yeah, sad, but I, I maybe I'll maybe I'll get them when they come to the store if they come to the store. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think this is really important. The fire festival goes through the twenty seventh. 
But for that bundle, it only goes through the 20th. So that won't be available like the last whole week of the Fire Festival. So just to reiterate, if people are looking to get that, make sure you get it sooner and you're aware because I've done that. Oh, yeah, cool. That'll be, you know, available throughout this whole event. And then all of a sudden it's gone and it's like, oh, crap, I didn't realize. So please, yeah, if you want that, just get that before the 20th. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Nozdamu Day gets a daily quest in patch 20.8. A play three games with Nozdamu the Eternal in your starting deck. Daily quest for 1500 XP will be added to available daily quest on the spot of 15th for each month. Very cool. That's fun. Yeah, so, so this daily, so it's a daily quest. And it will be added if you have an available daily quest spot open. In addition to, it sounds like, the daily quest you would normally get. So you want to have two daily quest slots open on the 15th. And then you'll get this one plus another one, is how it sounds. And 1500 XP is great yeah. uh, as far as quests go. And... and this quest will only be available on the 15th. So you will have to log in in order to be even offered that quest. So that's something something to keep in mind. But they are supporting it now with a something in-game and now a daily quest that, that you can get on the day. Yeah, and hypothetically, it should go really quick with 15-second dirt. <laughs> if you get matched up with some other people doing the quest, then... Holy, play, play Face Hunter and watch that game go like in two minutes. <laughs> the, the best part about it is your opponent doesn't necessarily, doesn't have to have Nazdormu in their deck. Correct. You just have to play it with your, your Nazdormu, have Nazdormu in your deck in order to get the quest completed. So it's not like you have to get three of those matches against somebody that is playing it as well. Um, So this is perfect. I love this. This is great. Yeah. I agree. And I like that it's only it's available for that one day. So like if you're not interested in doing it, then cool. Like the next day it's gone and you'll get a different normal quest or if you can't log in that day or whatever. But if you want to participate or you want to just do it for those couple games to complete that. I mean, if you're at what the kind of the end track, I mean, that 1500 experience is an entire level. So literally that is just free gold on the 15th. Exactly. It's going to be good times. I think it's fun support. So, Book of Mercenaries, uh, Kurtris and Book of Heroes, Gul'dan, announced in past 20.8 patch notes. Kurtris will be launching July 13th, Gul'dan the week after July 20th. Each will award a standard class specific pack for completing eight encounters. Man, they are throwing these things at us like quick. It is, whew, it's one after another. I think I have like three in my backlog, and I usually am pretty on top of those things, so. Uh, Grandmasters 2021 season will begin August 12th. Whew, not too far away. Just got to go another month. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, weekly formats will alternate between Conquest, Conquest, Last Hero Standing, over the seven-week regular season. Conquest will be used in the finals on week eight. 
Okay, I like this. I I uh, no, no more specialist in Grand <laughs> Grandmaster season two. Yes, they heard people when uh, everybody said we don't like this. Yeah, I I don't like it. So I'm I'm glad to see it gone. But um, yeah, I think it's cool that they're going to be rotating back and forth. Conquest last year, conquest last year, conquest because they're both interesting formats, and it's cool that 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 we're going to get to see every other week, you know, that same format again. So, um, it keeps things interesting. I I, I really like this. So I'm I'm very very much looking forward to it. So, and with that, we are done with the news. So you know what that new means? Stuff. New, new stuff. stuff. New, new stuff. stuff. New stuff. <laughs> Yes, there there was probably some news that was missed. We tried to hit the highest points. We wanted to get as much time to talk about new cards as we can. We got 16 new cards revealed uh, on on Monday during the reveal uh, stream. Seven of them are neutral. So we've gotten to see a fair fair number of neutral cards so far. And uh, we're just going to go through these real quick and, and talk about each one. We're going to start with the neutrals. A four mana, three two spice bread baker. It's battle cry says restore health to your hero equal to your hand size. Um, stats on this are not particular; they're not good, but it is healing and a minion. If uh, I, I think there's, if you're playing a more controlling deck that you just need some additional healing to to make sure that you can stabilize in the in kind of the mid game until until you can find you know uh your win condition uh this seems like an okay card to consider but i i'm not very i'm not as excited about this card as i am some of the other cards that we've seen so far what do you guys think um i i think this might be i don't know i haven't heard anybody else's thoughts on this other than now mages but uh this might be one that people underrate. I look at this and I feel like it's going to be. I, I will state this in the decks it is played in. It will be phenomenal and it will be a very key card. I don't think it's going to be played in like every single deck, but I think the decks that want this, this will be very pivotal. Um, I'm even thinking maybe it can go in some of those quest line decks like. I'm thinking Warlock, and we'll get to the Warlock card, but, you know, maybe just for, for as a stall tactic to be able to complete other things like that. So not even necessarily just control decks, but decks that are trying to do other things that they need to go a little longer. Yeah. If, you're, if, you, feel, if you feel like it is an aggro-heavy meta, like maybe you feel like it's an aggro-heavy meta right now, this this is a card that allows you, even if your class doesn't necessarily do a lot of healing, this is potentially a, a, a card that could help you a little in that regard. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think I see it more as a control tool, but I'm a control player, so like <laughs> I my eyes kind of light up a little bit with this, but I'm I'm unsure of it. But I think I think Dragon can be could be very right that this card could be very much overlooked. All right, well, All right. we'll go to the next one, which is a mailbox dancer. Again, fantastic flavor. Oh, yeah, he's he's like hip thrusting and everything on top of that mailbox. 
That is actually that's one hundred percent a dance. Yeah, yeah that they, they really did hit the uh, hit, hit it correctly. If you've ever been in Stormwind, I yeah, I was gonna say I I've seen this about a million times in my Warcraft career. So yeah. Oh yeah, I mean at least he's not on a gigantic mount blocking the mailbox because that always drove me crazy. It's like yes. get out of the way, I need to check my mail. Like get get out of here. But Mailbox Dancer is a two mana three two with a battle cry. Add a coin to your hand and a death rattle. Give your opponent one. Um, I like the flavor. <laughs> Smile. That's that's about it. I don't know. I'm the actual effect of this. I'm like, eh, no, I I might pass, but you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the flavor. I don't know. I I feel like he's the reason why we have seven mailbox in the district. <laughs> I- I like the I like the battle cry that I get a coin. I don't like the death rattle that I don't want to give my opponent a coin. And so I, I I'm struggling to see a situation where I'm gonna play this where that giving the opponent a coin isn't doesn't end up being a bit more detrimental than me getting the coin. So it's it's it, it feels difficult to see playability for this card right now. As you said, I love I love the flavor of this card. Yeah, and we don't know what else is coming with the set, so there might be something. I mean, there have definitely been combos in the past that were like, if you you could complete a lot easier if you had the coin. So this could be something to even if it gives your opponent a coin, be like, well, I I technically need eleven mana to do what I need to do in one turn, or you know, in turn or twelve mana. And you could potentially do that with this. So, like, it seems very niche right now, but I agree with you. It's probably not worth the downside. Okay, so next we have Impatient Shopkeep. This is a tradable minion. It is a 3-mana three 3-3 three, three with Rush, and it is tradable. Um, it's a 3-3 three, three with Rush, and it's tradable, so, I mean... It's it's a minion you can play. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's not very exciting. Um, I I think you might sometimes pull it off of uh, academic studies. Like that's that's a possibility. Other than that, I don't I don't know where this goes. It's not fancy or flashy. It does something that's okay, um, and you wouldn't be terribly upset to see it in a discover pool. So. Yeah, I don't necessarily want to run this card, but if I had a way to buff this card, it suddenly feels a lot more interesting to me. So you look at Rush Warrior or you look at Paladin that that have buff cards. You could also potentially maybe in Priest because Priest has buff abilities as well. Those are the three places that to me jump out as a possible spot for this. But yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure where this goes just yet. It's it is one of those tradable cards that you can have as an option. Yeah, I'm uh I'm kind of on that same line of thinking. Like the body is okay. It's got rush. Maybe there's something it's played in as of right now, it just kind of seems meh. And like if I'm including it for the tradable effect, I'm probably just going to want to include something else that I would rather actually draw than having this in the deck to 
draw something else. So, I mean, there's more efficient ways to do three damage. A lot of classes have a lot more efficient ways of doing three, three damage. So, you know, the, then you need the body, I guess. And, and, and I'm not sure if you need the body. Yeah, and and I'm not sure. Of course, you know we're we're probably going to say this a lot with these cards, but we don't know the whole set. I am imagining honestly that they put this in because there is going to be something to the effect of battle cry, get a random tradable card or something. So you know, kind of like a a wand maker that you play it and you get a one cost. I'd imagine that maybe there's something that's going to be like that. And so they can't make all of the tradable cards like this amazing, super crazy thing. Cause then whatever card they put, that would just be like too much. Maybe. I don't know. That's, that's how I see it. <laughs> like it's a card that they put in there to make a tradable pool worse. It's not a bad arena uh, card, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I would yeah. think. Yeah, I mean, okay. you take it. You take it if it was the best card in a pool. Yeah, well, there you definitely don't necessarily have as many efficient ways of dealing three damage. So this True. suddenly looks a lot more appealing in the when you're yeah. when you're drafting an arena. But what is interesting is the three mana three four beast, the rust rot viper. Uh, it's tradable. Uh, it's so it's a spider tank. It's tradable. And it has a battle cry that says destroy your opponent's weapon. We have our first non-ooze that uh and not non-ooze non-spell that actually destroys a weapon. I don't know if there's been too many other minions that have been that aren't oozes that destroyed weapons. So this this is a beast that does it. Um I think this is going to be the tradable card you're going to see day one of the new expansion, and at least that first week. This feels like there's, even if there isn't a lot of weapons in the meta, it feels like it's a card that if I'm going to test how tradable feels, this is going to be the card I'm going to put in the deck. It's very situational. It's it's you know if I know my opponent is going to play a a weapon that I want to destroy this is fantastic if the card this is the epitome of what tradable is if if they don't run a weapon that I want to destroy I can just trade this back and try and find something I do want so I I I think this is getting a lot of looks I think that justifiably so that it's getting a lot of looks. I think it's going to see a lot of play. I'm not so sure if long-term it is as playable as it's going to be initially, but I think this is a pretty a pretty solid card to test how good tradable actually is. All right. I'd also like to point out that the one of the OG weapon destructions is my boy, Mr. Jones, Harrison Jones. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about Harrison Jones. (laughs) I I forgot about Harrison Jones. It's not in standard anymore, so it's like, uh, I forgot about it too. I was like, all I could remember was gluttonous. That belongs in In a a museum. museum. Yes. Yep, exactly. I forgot. I I am disappointed in myself that I did not remember that because he's actually one one of the cards that kind of made its way over from World of Warcraft 
and and I just I really like him in World of Warcraft, so I I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> it's truly okay. So um, I think this is really interesting, and I don't really have much more to add. I think you hit all the points with that. Like super interesting, at least initially our first look at it. Like, yeah, this is like okay, they're not running weapon destruction, and I don't want a three four. I get to draw again. So like. Yeah, this is great. It seems like it's going to be very useful, and it's like a way more useful tech card than it used because it costs one more, but I can also spend one mana to get rid of it, and like I'm not stuck with it. So, I mean, if if there's weapon destruction, I feel like this replaces uh, ooze every day of the week, but could be wrong. Yeah, the other interesting thing, other I'm just going to add on because I agree with a lot of the points you guys already made, but uh, the only other interesting thing that I like about this one is it does have that beast tag too. So if you're playing a class or play something that can generate beasts or get you a beast, you could potentially find this as well. And same thing if you're not against a, a weapon class or something or you just generate this and you're like, this isn't great in this case, then Ultimately, instead of getting a useless beast that sits in your hand, you get the tradable effect and you get something out of your deck. So it seems pretty solid all around. I think I think three four is a good stat line for a three cost minion. And so I I I think just from that standpoint too, it's just like it feels like there's not a lot of downside to this card. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the next one, which is Pandaren Importer, which is a two mana, one three, battle cry, discover a spell that didn't start in your deck. I'm so unsure how I feel about this because I feel like it could be great, but I also feel like this could just be a total whiff and like, yeah, I don't care about playing this. I'm like, I don't know yet. Um, maybe I can see this being played in, like, something where you actually want a specific type of thing. So, I'm specifically thinking, like, maybe the the mage uh, quest line deck kind of thing, and you're looking for, like, hey, I can play this, and maybe I get the third type of spell that I haven't played yet, and I can work towards my quest or something. But, I don't know. I'm not sold on this card. I think I think the flavor text on this card sums it up. She carries everything you didn't want and more. And there's nothing more to say about that. That, <laughs> that describes the card perfectly. If you didn't put it in your deck, uh, you probably didn't want it. Like the priest discovery pool is very good. And there's a lot of things you didn't put in your deck. But you can also discover Renews, you know, Apotheosis. Like, this doesn't do any of that. If it's in your deck, if it's starting in your deck, it doesn't discover it. So, like, this is very, like, this seems very bad just because it's like, oh, well, uh, I guess I can get, you know, something that I don't really want. So, yeah, I don't, I don't I'm not particularly a fan of this card. A one mana one three is usually excellent. A two mana one three feels decidedly worse, like infinitely worse. 
Uh, you do draw a, you basically draw a card or discover a card that, but you have no way of knowing if it's going to be of any use to you. So it, it feels really difficult to, to want to say, yep, this is definitely a card I want to put in a deck right away. It's going to probably need a specific sort of niche that, that this is cards going to hopefully fill you but I, it, it's going to be hard to consistently do that. So I, I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly like this card. Then we have a peasant. Uh, it is a one mana two one. At the start of your turn, draw a card. Uh, I mean, this is the best at the start of your turn effect they've they've put in yet, and it costs one mana. But it's also a two ones, so really, like the only time this is potentially good is turn one when you're not playing a demon against a demon hunter. Right against a demon hunter, this card's useless. There's a lot of demon hunters out there, so I I, I tend to lead to this card being kind of useless. So not not like it's kind of interesting, but then you realize like, oh wait, there's a hero power that does one damage. It costs one. This plays on turn one. Uh, yeah, not, not cutting it. <laughs> All right, my thoughts on this. Drawing a card is great, but start of turn usually is not. That's it. Yeah, how, how many caravans have we seen played? Those all have start of turn effects. Those have all been terrible. This what, costs what one mana rather than man? two. <laughs> <laughs> this is a one mana card but yeah the fact that it's got one health if this is a one mana two two it would be infinitely better infinitely better but it is not it just even like your best scenario is yeah your turn one on the play play this card but then demon hunter or anyone that has a hero power that does damage can ping it off uh, on you know by using the coins, so it just feels like the odds of you actually getting a card off this are almost nil. Also, a caravan is something that can be uh, hit when you hit a three mana minion with a devolving missile. It is something that that minion can turn into. <laughs> it's, it's just it's a caravan that is only an escort quest. <laughs> nobody likes escort quests. We already been over this. And nobody <laughs> likes caravans. This is the same thing, but. A- slightly different it's a poor peasant i mean i i yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say at least at least we got equal representation the horde got the peons we got the peasants on this side of the track so yes uh let's move on to the last uh neutral it is the legendary that you can actually be playing in a deck right now it is flight master dungar he is a three mana three three that says battle cry choose a flight path and go dormant awakens with a bonus when completed it so there is three flight points that you can go to westfall iron forge eastern plague lands uh, Westfall takes one turn, and you get to summon a 2-2 adventure with a random bonus effect. Uh, Iron Forge is in three turns. You restore 10 health to your hero. And Eastern Plague Lands is five turns. In five turns, deal 12 damage randomly split among enemies. I'll give you a hint to the only one I've seen played. 
It's 12 damage. <laughs> I've actually seen all three, and uh, it's... It, I I think I think it's kind of cool that you get to pick this, and then like your opponent doesn't know until the next turn which one you picked because it goes dormant, and then like the following turn, then you see well if it goes one of one, obviously they picked Westfall, and then it's it's not dormant anymore, and then there's a two two adventure on the board as well. But no, it shows you. you it'll say, it shows you when. Does it, it show you right yeah, away? Yeah, it shows you. It says five turns until it does twelve man damage. Okay. So okay. yeah, that's the only one I've seen. I didn't mouse so I didn't mouse over the uh, minion to really notice that. So I uh, the first turn at least. So I. It's another three mana card that you can put in in your deck, like Narlax and like Mancrick. I I think there are advantages and disadvantages to it compared to the other two. I think I like Narlax better than this. Um, but if you're... There's definitely some instances where maybe this was, is a more interesting option for you. So I I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's particularly great. I think it's just... It's an option. It's a card that you can put in there, and it's it seems okay to me. Um, I think it's way better than Narrow Accent, in my personal opinion, because um, the decks that were already kind of running it, like the non controly decks, like that you saw, I've seen a lot of Demon Hunter, uh, Death Rattle Demon Hunter running it, and the, or like Warrior running it. It gives a lot of flexibility, and like, do you need to clear something right now? Are you in a super aggressive match matchup, or like, the Death Rattle Demon Hunter, like healing ten, could be game winning right there on the spot when you do because you're like, all right, well we're racing. I just healed for ten, and I'm not going to die next turn, and you are. So like, I think this is a, um, or you just be like, okay, well I'm just gonna do, I'm just gonna play on turn three, and on turn eight you're gonna take twelve, and I've seen it do a lot of work. So like, I feel like. You if three mana call you know mask of Cthulhu later on, it, it seems it seems good. I'm not saying it's an amazing card. It's kind of a flexi card, but like it it's the results are a lot more um uh consistent because you know what you're getting. Narrow X, you don't know what you're getting, and like there are some great outcomes of Narrow X that you can, like in the aggressive matchups, like you can pull the Dream or uh, Ysera. Or Ysera awakens the uh, the three mana uh, deal five to every minion other than Ysera. That's great to to pull off of that. Or you know maybe you need a mass heal and you you get Blade Master Samuro and Apotheosis and a Nightmare. You know there's there's a lot of different options, but you don't know what you're getting. This one you very specifically know what you're getting, which makes it. Um, I feel, in my opinion, a little bit better because all the effects are somewhat powerful. Yeah, this one, I, it's really interesting. I do like the flexibility of it, and like you mentioned, the fact that you kind of know exactly what you're getting. I haven't played it myself, but every time that I've seen it played against me, it honestly hasn't felt like it's done as much as I think the player would hope it would do. Uh, so I feel like it really varies, but um, 
I will say like it it's a fine card and again the fact that you can just log in you get this for free same with um, Mancrick right Mancrick is free they are coming up with some really neat cards that people get for free that's like hey if you're not buying a lot of cards or if you didn't open a lot of legendaries or something you can still play these free ones that they're giving you so I like that fact um, I don't know how long this will stay in the meta. I feel like this might be similar to, um, man, card, card names are Mage's thing tonight, not mine. Uh, what was the one we had before that rotated? Silas. Ah, I remembered on my own. Silas, okay. Silas, <laughs> Silas is still in play. You can still play Silas right now. Right. But when oh, it was you given meant out rotate. for free... You mean actually rotated, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the minion that actually rotates a minion on the board. Yes. I caught myself before I even finished explaining. Um, there was... We, we saw that everybody got it, and then for like that week or, or a little bit after, everybody was playing it. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at now, is like, we've got this, we're still in that kind of smaller card pool... Uh, with the four sets. Uh, and so I think it's seeing more play now. But maybe after the next set or or even the next mini set comes out. I don't think this is going to see as much play. Uh, so I, I feel like that's kind of where we're at with that. But how about something completely different and new? A mage quest line. So they are legendary. They're the one mana quests. Uh, they did confirm. They said in the in the intro stuff that you'll get these in your starting hand, just like before. And it reads, "It's Sorcerer's Gambits." Is this mage one? Reads questline: Cast a fire, frost, and arcane spell. Reward: Draw a spell. And then the next one actually says, after you play a fire, frost, and arcane spell, the reward is discover one. And then the third reward is the legendary Arcanist Dawngrasp, the five mana, seven, seven, battle cry. For the rest of the game, you have spell damage plus three. Whew. For the rest of the game. That's not just when this thing is on the board. <laughs> that's for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, permanent. That That is definitely powerful. And those are those rewards you were talking about. So you get to draw a spell. And then you get to discover one. And then you get this. It's like, that's a lot of potential there. I'm I'm unsure there's a lot of deck building with this one. Because you have to have you know, frost, fire, and arcane spells. I'm sure we're going to see a lot more. Um, but I don't know. I kind of like it. But I'm curious to see how much the deck building restriction impacts it. I mean, it feels it feels like this could go into a spell mage right now, right? Because you can just you've just got nothing but spells in there already, and you just have to you know cast them, try and cast them in an order that allows you to kind of complete each part of this, uh, in order to get uh, our Arcanist on grasp. Um, but like, if you can get that spell damage minion. And get it played. So you have to cast nine spells, one of each uh, type, three different times. Then you have to pay five mana to put the minion on the board. 
So that feels like there's a lot there. But at the same time, the effect of once you've played that minion, you have a 7-7 minion on the board, and you've got plus three stealth damage for the rest of the game. It feels like the game's going to end pretty fast once that happens. So I, I, I love that. I love that this feels like it's going to take some work. It's going to take some creative deck building. It's going to create, it's going to take some interesting play during the course of the game to ensure that you're kind of in a, in a reasonably expeditious amount of time you're getting through the, the quest. Uh, but I, I like that this feels like a win condition and like, this is this gets me excited about building a mage deck that that I can do this and finish the game with this. So I think I think this is a great example of what quest lines could be. Yeah, it seems super interested. I'm I think um it's gonna be a bit more niche just off the top of my head, but like this is super cool and I really like the effects. So like I'm a big fan of how this quest system works. I think it's fun, it's flavorful, and it has the potential to be very good. So, okay, and then speaking of fire spells, we have Fire Sail. It is a four mana fire spell that is tradable, deal three damage to all minions. Um, so this one seems pretty interesting. Um, three damage to all minions, uh, for four, it's Hellfire. And you don't take any face damage, so that's pretty cool. Um, uh, I, it's nice. It's nice that it has like you probably won't want to do tradable very much on it, but it's super nice that it has it right because it's like if you need something else or need something very specific, if you need that frost spell or you need the arcane spell, you can tra- dish this and go digging for it. Or like if there's you need something very specifically to get you out of a mess. And like the fact that like you either do three damage to all the minions on the board or you can go digging. So I don't see much of a downside to this. I don't know how good three, uh, three damage to all minions is going to be at that point in time for four. It seems okay, but Warlock's not really playing Hellfire <laughs> right now. So I, I'm not 100% sure on this one, but it is interesting, I will say. Dragon Rider, what do you think? Um, Sign me up. I like this one. <laughs> also, while Encanter's Flow is still in the meta, or still in standard and can be played with this, yeah, seems pretty good. Um, I don't know. I, I like it. I, I agree with all the things you said, like, you know, if you aren't going to be able to really use the effect, you can trade it to get something else. You can just play it if you are working with the quest to play it as a fire spell. Um, but the tradable, I think, really helps that, too. But I like it a lot. I think I like combustion more than this, and that's a mana cheaper. Obviously, it doesn't do as much damage or doesn't hit as many minions as this potentially can, but I think I, so. I feel like this is a bit more uh, niche when it comes to um, whether or not it's it's going to see play. But it is definitely a powerful option, and because of Mage's ability to discount uh, mana, it gets to be potentially even more. And the fact that it's tradable does uh, lend us some flexibility as well, like we've talked about. So I, I'm not. 
I'm not saying this won't see play. I'm just like it combustion is just a really good card. And I find it really difficult to, 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 you know, if you're having to choose between those two, I have a hard time feeling that fire sale is going to win. Moving on to warlock, we have the other uh, quest line that uh, was shown off. It is the one mana warlock quest, the demon seed. It is a quest line that starts by taking six damage on your turns. The reward is lifesteal, deal three damage to the enemy hero. So you basically heal back three of the damage uh, by doing three damage to your opponent. Uh, The second step is establish a link that is take seven damage on your turns. Again, the reward is lifesteal, deal three damage to the enemy hero. So you get to heal a little bit back of, of the damage you've taken. And then the final step of the quest line is complete the ritual. Take eight damage on your turns. So cross three of these, six, seven, and eight. That's 21 damage. Uh, you heal back six of it. Uh, the reward is Blightborn Tamsin. Uh, Blightborn Tamsin is a five mana, seven, seven. That says battle cry for the rest of the game. Damage you take on your turn damages your opponent instead that is crazy i think i think that is like like the like don grasp that minion this feels like an insane battle cry that you get once you've done all the work of getting this quest completed and then paid five mana to get this minion on the board i i I I want to make this deck again. This is a really great card because it's a it is a card that I want to build my deck around. It's a deck that I want to play, and it doesn't have Ticketus in it. <laughs> so like, and and if you think about the, like the soul fragments and stuff are still going on, so you can take damage and you can also you know do soul fragment stuff and potentially heal back some of that that damage that you're taking as well. So I feel like this is actually going to see some play. And I think it actually could be quite good. I don't. I I don't know for certain, but I'm ex- like the mage one. I'm excited to try it. So it it's it, it, if you can complete that, that is a card that says you can. I do not lose in fatigue. I cannot be fatigued to death. Yes, fatigue would be your opponent's problem then at that point. Also, also, it could still play Ticketus and would give you incentive not to corrupt Ticketus. That is true. That is very true. Because deleting cards from your deck all of a sudden is way better when you get to draw, delete, you know, draw a bunch of cards and like go for like maybe more of the delete package or you're just discarding cards with the card that summons the portal. And then all of a sudden, any damage after after you empty your deck goes to them. So, and it, it does have the cards that like have that uh, regain feature where you know the ten or less cards. All of a sudden, it starts healing a bunch and putting up one mana six six taunts. So, this is very interesting. I think this has has some very. It, it will, I promise you, will see some play because this card means control decks can't win. 
Like this will crush priest. This will crush warrior. There will be no like there's like warlocks not seeing a lot of play right now, but like because priest can still win. This will that card means priest cannot win. It means warrior cannot win, like in a control warrior sense. So, uh, I that's at least the way I interpret it. But we'll see how easy that is to actually stay alive and how feasible. So, very interesting. Dragon Rider. Yep, there were some key words that were said among the two of you. I think work. Potentially, you can draw your healing. And stay alive long enough. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this is an insane effect, but I feel like this is going to be tough to pull off. At least right now, there's going to be at least one more lifesteal card they're going to reveal with this set. There has to be at least one more, if not a couple. Um, the points that you you made daring about could be included. Definitely agree. Um, I also think people could be running giants with this because you're already going to be, you know, dealing damage to yourself and healing back up. So you're going to get to play some free eight eights because we want to see those back in the meta. <laughs> and um, also, I will say whew, we mentioned about the uh, the Grandmasters. I am really glad that we are not going to see a bunch of mirror matches with this in specialist because. <laughs> that would be so painful to watch like just people playing this deck and specialists i imagine oh, i imagine oh. yarla yarla <laughs> watching this card being revealed his eyes as big as saucers like all my dreams have just come true this card is like screaming yarla all over it so <laughs> yeah i mean but but like you said this is this definitely feels like a anti-control type style deck it's a long game deck and just the whole theme of it and the game plan the win condition with this is very late game so it's a try to stay alive and not die gonna be meta dependent for ladder i definitely feel like we're gonna see this especially once people kind of figure the deck out i expect to see this in tournaments high, high wire act basically yeah. without yeah. the net <laughs> yes uh well let's go ahead and talk about the other warlock card that was revealed which is one of those profession tools so this is a weapon it is called ruined mithril rod three mana zero attack two durability after you draw four cards reduce the cost of cards in your hand by one lose one durability hmm i mean it requires a lot of draw, but as we've seen in other classes like Rogue and Priest, discounting your hand by one can really do some work, especially after you just drew all those cards and then you discount them. So this is pretty interesting. I I think people will test this, especially in these, like they're trying to find their tools and their their resources to stay alive or whatever it might be maybe even in an aggro deck i don't think that as much but i don't know it's interesting i'm not sure how i feel on it though again the profession tools altogether i'm just like eh, you don't know yet well when you think about it too you draw you draw at least two cards a turn as warlock 
So, and then you have Backfire, which draws three cards. So that's it's potentially a very easy to get a tick off of that weapon very quickly and move on to your next one. Like you said, you draw a lot of cards in Warlock. So like Hand of Gul'dan, like that's that's where I think it was um, going to be a Zulok card with Hand of Gul'dan, um, Ticket or uh, Tour Guide. Like it just does a lot of everything that... Uh, uh, Zoo Warlock wanted to do, and uh, this is definitely a gotta go fast card. Um, it, I think it looks like to me, could be wrong. That's just how I see it in my head when I when I first saw it. Well, there's body parts of Gul'dan floating around. You can't. Yes, you can't exactly. I, I, I like it. I, I like this. This to me feels. If you're gonna do cost reduction, I think this is the way to do it. And like, like because it doesn't feel like it's necessarily as like oppressive. Maybe um, you have to find this, you have to play this, you have to then draw cards in order to get the get the effect, and then it can only happen twice. Um, I I like it. I I feel like it's flavorful. I. I'm not necessarily sure the deck that it goes in right now. I think there's a lot of potential on where it could go. And then it's just going to be a matter of kind of building the deck and trying to find that right balance between card draw and, 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 you know, finding a win condition that matches up well with it and that sort of thing. So I, I think as far as like the profession tools go, I, I just, I like, I like how this feels and I'm very curious to see how it plays. Okay, speaking of profession tools, we move on to Paladin, and we look at the Prismatic Jewel Kit. The one mana zero three. After a friendly minion loses Divine Shield, give your minions in your hand plus one plus one lose one durability. Um. Okay. <laughs> I, I I don't really know what to say about this. Uh, Paladin tends to have Divine Shield minions, so like cool i i i i'm stumped on this one um i'm not sure like is that like is it worth playing this over sword because this is fighting with sword of the fallen because you you wouldn't equip this on turn one and then equip sword of the fallen on turn two so like i feel like right now sword of the fallen might be the better option but i i i have no idea like i this one's confusing to me. It has the potential to be good, but I don't know if it is. So I will be confused about this. Mage, what do you think? I mean, giving minions plus one plus one has usually is usually pretty good. What you have to do to get that though is you have to play minions that have divine shield. And then you have to have minions in your hand that get the plus one plus one. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about this one. I, I feel less excited about this one as seeing as being a card that's going to see uh, uh, and be good in a paladin deck. But it's it's interesting and definitely feels flavorful when it comes to paladin. So. I, I I like it from that standpoint. I'm just not sure about its power level. I, I question it. Like you. Yep. I 
same same thought process as both of you guys. I'm, I'm really unsure on this. I mean, again, we don't know all of the cards of the set, so maybe they're going to put in something that makes it easier for Divine Shields, or they're just going to include more Divine Shield things. But I think with this, it seems like if you really want to get the most value, you're probably going to have to have a more minion-heavy deck. And like Daring mentioned with, uh, you know, the sword, like then you're running Secrets. A lot of the decks are running Librams that, you know, when people are playing Paladin right now, and it's like, are you wanting to sacrifice and take those out for some other minions? I don't know yet. Maybe if there's some stuff that really could get some use out of this. Right now, the only thing that's coming to mind is like, if you're playing Samuro, and, uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't think you want to include this and try to go with Divine Shield stuff to buff that, like, just play hand of a doll or something on the Samuro the same turn. So I'm not seeing it right now, but I am interested to see if they include some more divine shield stuff that this could pair with. So moving on to priest, you know, noted priest expert that I am, I have to tell you that one of the cards that I am really excited about is the legendary minion Dark Bishop Benedictus that is a five mana five six with a start of game effect? We haven't seen this since Ganon Baku. It says start of game. If the spells in your deck are all shadow, enter shadow form. So it automatically gives you the two damage hero power rather than the two uh two healing. Uh, that the priest normally has. I, I've wanted, I, I want to like priest. I want to play priest. Uh, there have been decks in the past that seem good, and when I try and play them, I ultimately am not good with them. And I, I, shadow form has never been good, to my knowledge. But I feel like the fact that you have that automatically at the start of the game suddenly means a world of difference, like the Ganon Baku thing. The fact that you had that right at the start of the game. And I think the there there are some really good shadow spells already. There are, you know, I obviously, you know, we're playing some shadow spells right now. There's some more uh, like, like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to like forget them all now because I had them just a moment ago and now I am uh stalling for time yada 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 there um <laughs> hysteria is a shadow spell we've got palm reading you're though those are good spells there's also like spells that are a bit more situational like 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 devouring plague that have seen play uh, you also raise dead. There's some really good shadow spells already, and we, uh, you know, if there's a little bit more sh shadow spell support in this set, which I would have to think there probably will be, I think then it's just a question of is there enough minions to go with these to to constitute really a win condition? Because I I don't know if you can necessarily win a game on your own just with that hero power. But I am excited to try playing a deck of Shadow Priest 
with Benedictus ensuring that I have it right away on turn one. So I don't have to put Shadow Form in my deck as a card. So what do you what do you guys think? Should I be as excited as I am? Um I almost never play Shadow Form in priests, and that's generating it. Like I get the option to play Shadow Priest or Shadow Form a lot, and I never play it. So like I I I personally as but I have a different style in mind when I think of priests. That does not mean this card isn't going to be good. Um, I'm I'm holding judgment until I see uh, some of the other uh, priest uh, uh, shadow support they have right now, and it might not shine in this expansion. It could shine a little bit more down the line, but right now, um, I think renews too good. Uh, Desperate prayer. Uh, uh, Zorilla, like there's just a lot of um, tools that I think are just top tier that make priest what the what it is right now that are that you can't play with Dark Bishop Benedictus and like there's not a lot of tar- self targeting spells with Shadow Form too, so I don't have the whole list in front of me. I mean, I guess um, hysteria is one of them, but there's never a ch- there's always chance that your uh, your uh, Stethic Veil Weaver does not survive that uh, faded encounter, so uh, it might not even generate anything. So, like, I feel like this has a lot of potential to be good, and I'm gonna wait and see to see what else that comes out with it. But right now, I feel like the the classic control e priest is is the better format and but this has a lot of potential because it does something at the start of the game and rewards you for your deck building so dragon rider all right you know there's like two parts of your brain and one is the like you know okay here's the the rational thing that was daring all right now just in case you're like the other side of the brain like me Shadow form! Shadow form! Yay! That's how I feel. I'm excited. <laughs> I have I have 2,000 plus priest wins. So I'd just like to point that yes. out. <laughs> yeah, I, I am talking as someone who's barely over the 500 win mark. I And I Same want here. to play priest. I am... I want, But seriously though, thrive in the shadows. You can go mm-hmm. try and find the card that you want. Shadow or death. Obviously. Kill big minion. Uh, insight is, is a shadow spell as well. Yep. Uh, everybody's favorite favorite card, Solnir, is is a shadow spell as well. There's a lot of really good and interesting cards to be able to play. And yes, it does mean that you have to give up apotheosis, renew. There is some really good cards that you're going to have to give up in order to do this. That's why I'm saying that I think the minions that you're going to be you're going to need to play in the deck. I think is it, it's really important that there be some good or minions because I feel like this is like tempo priest, right? It feels like it's it's one of those things where like if you think of warrior, warrior has had tempo priest or tempo warrior in the past a little bit, but it's hard because their hero power doesn't necessarily help them with that. This this hero power is going to help with that. And so then it's just some minions that kind of help you get there because there's no mind blast. 
there's no 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 like necessarily finisher but maybe it's i'm gonna put a few minions in i'm gonna have this hero power i'm gonna have these spells that kind of help me to 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 kind of keep going and then maybe i alex straza them to finish off the game maybe, maybe that's how it works i don't know but i i'm excited to play priest again and hopefully it doesn't end up crushing me like my previous I, attempts. I, I I hope that you you both get to enjoy Benedictus. I do because I I mean there should be more than one way to play a class. So I think this hopefully this does something. Yes, I just I loved actually playing Shadow Priest in WoW when I tried Priest. So as I'm like this. It's flavorful. Like, I just, I want it to work. I want it to be a thing. Like you said, I mean, hopefully there are a variety of ways to play every class. And I am very hopeful. But what I am probably not looking forward to, especially when my opponent plays it, is Elec Mount. And that is a seven mana spell. (laughs) Out of the corner of my eye, I see Daring just going crazy. No. So this... Seven mana spell. There is no tag, so it's, you know, not a, a it's spell not a shadow class. spell. Yeah, yeah not a shadow, not a shadow spell. spell. Um, and it reads, give a minion plus four, plus seven, and taunt. When it dies, summon an Elec. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of stats. That's a lot of stats. I mean, seven mana is a lot to pay for that, but I feel like this is still just so good. There's also discounts. This can be generated. There, you know, I mean, basically it gives it a death rattle. So copying the minion that this is on, I, there's so many ways to utilize this. And whew, I'm not going to like this card. There is literally Spank. nothing about this card that I don't like. There is yeah. nothing I do not like nah. about this card. I love it. I totally see it. <laughs> I'm super excited about this card. I think it's super cool. This this to me feels like how devastating Spike Ridge Steed was way back when 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 Paladin had that. It is yep. roughly the same mana cost. It is a one mana more. But priest can reduce the cost of it. There's, they've got several ways. They've got ways of generating this card, and you are going to hate this card as much as you hated Spike Ridge Seed because, yeah, it gave a taunt and then it left behind another taunt when you killed it. But the thing of it is, a four-seven taunt is significantly more difficult to deal with than a two-six taunt, which is, I believe, what the Spike Ridge Steed was. And and th- so this this card's going to suck to play against. I have to say because there is just so much backside that that minion is going to get, and then this thing once once it pops out, it, you're just oh god. Hey, Alex, have big butts. You gotta have to deal yeah, with that. I do. <laughs> I do. Okay, it's a good card. This is gonna yeah. see play. This is a good card. Okay, so let's move on to Warrior. We only have one more after this. And we have Heavy Plate. It is a three-mana spell. Gain eight arm armor, and it is tradable. Uh, yeah, I think this is a big boon for a control warrior, like a control-style warrior. Eight armor on turn three? 
And if you don't want that armor later on or want to save it, like, this is really good for controlling warriors because, like, there's definitely times when you're like, I'd rather find something else than, like, almost always you want to take the armor. But there are exceptions when you're like, I'd rather have this armor back in my deck and draw another card and, like, look for something else. And, like, I I like this card a lot. I think this is... I don't see that, like, this isn't going to see playing Rush Warrior, but sure is going to see play if you're playing, like, a control style. So, I'm a, I'm a big fan of this, so. Mage, what do you think of heavy play? This, this is literally Shield Block. Like, basically the exact same card, except you don't get both. You don't get the armor and the card draw. You get either the armor or you can pitch this back into your deck and find a new card. And, and like, I I can think of a lot of instances where you, if you ended up having this card in your hand on three, it, you'd be like, that's fine. I'll just send it back and try and find something else because you're just kind of turtling up and trying to find the cards that you want to find as control warrior in the in the early on. And and if for some reason you're you're against a a real aggressive sort of uh, opponent, eight armor armor to have to have to chew through and so you just play it and 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 it probably helps you to to stabilize a little bit more until you find one of those aoes this this eight armor should should do a lot towards helping you get to turn five when you can play a brawl or or you know even turn four when you might have a samuro or something that you can play so there's i i i agree i think shield block was good enough to see playing control and control warrior i think this is definitely uh good enough to see playing control warrior yep there is nothing that i don't like about this card this is insane if you get it in the early-ish to mid game you can play it install until crash and then you just get that item number back once crash takes some damage you know and then if you're running Saurfang, just get it again and just keep that eight armor thing going, which is nutty. But yeah, this this seems like the higher end of the tradable cards, I'd say. Definitely seems very good. Dragon Rider, why don't you tell us about the last card? Since it is a hunter card and you are uh, a hunter player extraordinaire. You're mm. muted. You have been muted this whole time. It looks we're getting confused looks. We can't hear you. No, no, we cannot hear you. No. No. <laughs> okay. Well I guess, it, I guess I yeah, I yeah. guess I will read it. Yep. Three mana ramming mount. It is the other mount that we had available in the uh, that was revealed. It says give a minion plus two plus two and immune while attacking. Um, when it dies, summon a ram. So it is it is literally a a two two buff, but it gives the minion immunity when it attacks, which we've we've seen with Ace Hunter Cream that that can be really powerful. And then it gives you a 2-2 minion that has immunity when it attacks once once this dies and pops out. So it is 
I think I think it's okay. I don't I don't know if uh, I don't know if this is fantastic. I don't think this is quite as good as like Elec Mount or something, but it is. It seems okay. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's a plus two plus two buff, and um, yeah, immunity is very good. At three, you know, for um, three mana. It can, you know, enable some trades, take some pretty favorable trades, and then go into, you know, a, a minion a two two that comes out and is immune when it pops. So, I think this is very interesting. I think I'm not sure how exactly it fits in Hunter right now. Um, it could just slot right in, but I'm not 100 percent sure on that. So, um, uh. Ooh, Dragon Rider, can you test? No, still nothing. Uh, not sure what's going on. Sorry, guys. We are we have hit a few technical issues. Um, uh, that is going to wrap up uh, the cards we have now. Um, and uh, yeah, 16 cards down. Uh, uh, what is that? 119 to go. <laughs> There's a lot left. Yay! Tell us your thoughts on ramming mouth. Exactly. Yes, before yeah. we wrap once, up. Once Discord stops like freaking out, because everything else was fine. It was just I had to re-enter the Discord call. I don't know. Um, well, first of all, ramming mount. I love the artwork. It also reminds me of the Brewfest mount, which I love Brewfest and the, the Rams. Um I totally see this being used alongside True Aim Crescent. With that immune, you get a lot of value and effect from it, and then still get something afterwards. Um, I don't know if people slot it into like Face Hunter right now. Maybe if they want to buff like their um, trampling rhinos, but there's already enough stuff for that. So I'm kind of excited for this one, but agreed, I don't know where it fits yet. Okay, so 16 cards down, 119 to go. Can't wait for it. So, Mage, what do we have us for a poll question this week? All right. So we've talked. We talked about the cards that have been revealed. We have one available in the game right now that you can play. Flight Master Dungar. Our poll question this week is: Have you played Flight Master Dungar in a deck yet? Uh, simple, simple answer. Have you? Yes or no is the options. Please vote. Tell us. Let us know. Maybe give us some deck codes if you've uh, if you if you think you've got a good spot for for the flight master, and we will tell you about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find the show on Twitter at Doctor Three HS. You can email the show at Doctor Three Doctor Three HS at gmail Follow the top pin tweet in our on our Twitter to join our Discord. And you can find me at Daring Alkaline on Twitter and twitch.tv forward slash Daring Alkaline. Uh, I've been streaming Sekiro. I've been streaming Guilty Gear Strive. So I, I'm doing a little bit more on my... I'm still playing plenty of Hearthstone, but when I'm streaming, I'm streaming other games. So <laughs> Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me streaming Monday through Friday, early in the morning, 6 a.m. Mountain Time on Twitch at twitch.tv slash DragonRiderDK. 
and on Twitter at Donnie DK. That's D A W N I E D K. And putting out content on YouTube. And Mage, take us home. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mage of Death. And the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mage of Death. Awesome, guys. Thanks for hanging in while we got to.